Welcome to the Tony Johnson Radio Show with your hosts, the Mega Powers, Tony Johnson and Dominoso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, man. Tony Johnson, the Tony Johnson Show. I'm your host, Tony Johnson, by myself. That song is for you, man. You know what song that's from? What is that? That's WrestleMania, bro. Oh, okay. WrestleMania. I mean, like, okay, when I play it back, you're going to be like, oh, gosh, man, that's right. Oh, WrestleMania. <laughs> anyway, guys, I am your host, Tony Johnson, the man with the plan. Too sweet to be sour. Tower of power. Probably said that backwards. But yeah. I'm in this wrestling mood right now because I'm here with my original tag team partner, part of the Hot Shots. Hot Shots. Okay, we never said that, but well, that was what I was thinking. About. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Chaz. I'm gonna let you say your last name. Pando. Pando. It's with a pan with the dough. Okay. You know. Okay. All right. So I did the voiceover for the show, right? And uh, yes, I said Pando. He hacked it. I, I, and I immediately blew you up on Facebook. Yeah, because Jarvis was like. Yeah, it's not Jarvis Javis. Yeah, oh, yeah, look, yeah. Everybody's name up. Oh, poor Javis. And he had a birthday this week. So shout Happy out to birthday, him. Happy birthday, Javis. Happy birthday, Javis. Man, he lost a lot of weight. He did. I need, to get, on, I need to get on that kick. I, I, I need to get that regimen. Mm. Yeah, you got to because you got a, a wedding to come in. <laughs> yeah, my woman be feeding me. Be feeding me. And I ain't complaining. You, you know? got your, your lovely soon-to-be wife in the building. We'll say hi. <laughs> oh my gosh, we got all kinds of problems. All right, yeah, we're back. So, um, you gotta tell us your name. This is this is Chaz's fiance. My name is Shatia, but everybody, um, calls, everybody Tia. calls me Tia, so okay. Tia's fine. Tia's fine. Tia, as you see, I'm like heavily holding my mic so you don't knock it over again. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I love you though. L O V E. All, all love here. Oh my goodness. All love. All love. But uh, anyways, guys, um, we're here, Tony Johnson Show, and I've got actor slash director slash wrestler. No, I'm joking. Producer. Uh, producer. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. What else? What like you got? Skydiver. Say, you went skydiving. Scuba diver. You're such a liar. <laughs> You are such a liar. Like you never. Okay, you're educated, but you never ever went skydiving. Never. It is on my bucket list. You know and what? And it was supposed to be my birthday present, but I'm gonna save it. No, but you know what? It's funny. You say, oh, shoot. Oh, I forgot to call ziplining people today because for Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. me and my lady, Miss Chena. Hey, Chena. Hey, baby. Hot shot. <laughs> no, but um, no, we're trying to go ziplining for Valentine's Day. She is in Georgia. See, that's one thing I won't do. Why? You'll jump out of a plane, I'll but you jump won't jump out of a plane. I'll get in a cage full of sharks. I mean, not full of sharks, but I'll get in a cage, you know, with the sharks swimming around me. But I will not zipline because it's just something about tying a rope to a brother. I didn't oh that. lord, I didn't here we that. go. Okay, let's move on. <sighs> yeah, on that on that note, let's let's uh let's get on with uh, my portion <laughs> of the show. <laughs> Guys, so um my mega weekend, you know, every time you come on to the show, we always talk about weekends. So how was y'all's weekends? 
weekend. I'm trying to remember what we did. What did y'all do yesterday? Well, last night, um, my family, we always have get-togethers. Okay. And um, it was my uncle's birthday. And Is this we, the uncle that you got married no, not that uncle. Okay. Um, it's my, another uncle, and uh, he had a casino night. So we had a birthday casino night, and so all the family got together. You know, blackjack, um, scraps, tongue, a whole bunch of others, whole bunch, of, whole bunch of casino games, and uh, you know, you know, I do a little, do a little. No, nah, I didn't do good at all. I can't even lie. I, I lost my money. Guy. It was supposed to be, you know, going towards the wedding fund. But oh, the wedding fund, Tia. Yeah. How did you like your uh, your outing with with your new family? Um, I really enjoy and I love each and every one of them. So I had an awesome time just being around them. Period. It makes me happy. So I had lots of extra fun last night with them. I don't gamble, so I didn't gamble. So all I did was, you know, socialize and eat good. Mm. And drink good. <laughs> ah, yes, that's always that's always good. Mm-hmm. Well, my weekend was it was okay. Um, I went to go see my friend uh, Siobhan, um, aka Shay, aka Shayness, aka she dances a lot. Okay, nobody's laughing. That's but a, that's an a- aka name. No, it's not. It's she not. dances a lot. Get over. No, no, no. <laughs> she is an interpretive dancer for her church, and oh, um, okay. she did really well. Really, really well. Uh, she has. She makes this face. Um, this, like, like something is about to go down. Like she's about to punch somebody. She gets into it. Like she morphed. When she got done, I was like, "Oh my gosh, you scared me." And she was like, "Why?" I was like, "Cause like you just changed it like, like Hulk Hogan like two seconds." Right. So yeah, shout out to her. She did a really good job. Um, I was supposed to go to a Christmas party yesterday. That did not happen. The person who hosted the Christmas party got sick, sinus infection. Thank you, Mother Nature, for giving us the weather. It's that time of the year. Everybody's getting. I don't even think it's the time of the year. It's just one day. It's sixty-five degrees, and next day it's. Well, that's Virginia. Well, not really. No, that's that's East Coast weather. I guess that if you live in Virginia, you're gonna get or. Virginia, whatever you live on the East Coast, you get in every season, and the temperature can be one thing one day. It could, it was flurrying the other day, snowing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's and the reason then, why my and now girlfriend it's sunny keeps and bright outside. Clear I think, skies. I think that's the reason why my girlfriend keeps on getting sick because she's used to that Florida weather. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, I told her that. I, I was like, dude, like you do know, like you just went from a hundred and five degrees to five degrees, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> but um, weekend was good, and I'm finishing off, capping off my weekend with you guys. Well, so. thank you for inviting me. Um, I've been trying to get on your show. Yeah, man, dude, like, I've been, had, I've been trying to get you on a show for, like, years. You know, there's a thing about a Google Calendar that I work with. This guy. And I, I shout out to Google, you know. Um, do they have a, do they have a, um, a slogan? Google, we'll find it. Really? No, no. I just made oh, it up. But if guy. they use it, I like to get some of those proceeds for the <laughs> patent office um, and trademarks. This Sorry, guy. this is your show. I'm actually. It is. I mean, you're kind of just like taking it over. Like, I mean, the mic's not even in front of you. I've been so excited to <laughs> yeah. get. I I can here. tell. I've I've been excited to get you on here too, man. Like it's been years. I've had this show for almost five years. It'll be five years in January. Congratulations. Congrats. So January, uh, what seventeenth? 
So you're going to have a mega show with all of your people from your past coming that back. Would and be, we're all in one room, trash talking. That would be cool. That would be good to do. Shout Just out to Nikki that. Frias. I'm coming yes. at you, girl. Nikki. Improv challenge. I listened. Okay, yeah. So she was, you know, I heard, you know what she said on that show, right? She said, you are nothing. Oh. She said, you can't do nothing. She okay. said, Nikki. you are no improver. Nikki, I brought you on the improv. Ah, uh, no, I know. I just joke. I just started stuff. Oh, I'm slandering. Okay. I'm slandering. Well, if you didn't say nothing, I apologize. <laughs> just remember, I brought you, okay? No, 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 no. She's, he's joking. Um, Maybe. This guy. So, I'm going to go into my headlines. That was my mega weekend with my, my co- Well, I can't call you my co-host, man. <laughs> Gosh, I'm, I'm about to call you my co-host for no reason. All right, so I don't know if you heard about it, but uh, CM Punk, and I'm, I don't know why. It just so happens that, you know, you're a wrestling fan, and one of the headlines I picked up was right. uh, CM Punk talking about, uh, you know, just how, how he departed the WWE. Mm-hmm. I, don't I, know, I, I don't know if you heard his side of the story. I've been reading some of the articles. Okay. I've been following a little bit. Now, now granted, it does make me look at WWE kind of differently because it feels like WWE... Give me what you... Okay, well, my opinion on it... Okay, so was it January? We're almost about a year from when he left. It was January around Royal Rumble time. Mm -hmm. Um, he, He split after that. Right. So apparently he... Over a contract, right? Mm. Or some other it stuff. was not over contract. It was just the BS he said of the company. It was um, the whole. Um, they didn't have anything for him after he wrestled Taker. Well, actually, he said it kind of went uphill and then downhill fast after uh, he uh, aired his feelings about the WWE. Yeah, the big, the big about the, what he wants. Basically, and he want, the, and on his, his terms. The, and yeah, the push. Didn't last as long as he thought it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, when he, he decided to leave, he split. said he's not coming back. And then uh, what led up to that is that he got broken ribs, match of Ryback. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, he developed like a huge, humongous staph infection. Something It turned into something, uh, it started with the M, Malia, Malaya, something... Malia, whatever. It was really, it was like uh, fatal, mm-hmm. basically. Right. So uh, he claims that WWE was um, neglecting ne- neglecting that. They weren't trying to come to terms with him as far as like creative roles. He tried to get more sponsors for his show. As for himself, it just didn't work out. And um, yeah, he just basically split and they gave him his termination in June mm. now when they gave him his termination in June it just so happened to be on the day of his wedding with AJ right. yes with AJ right. he got married to a uh, fellow WWE diva champion. AJ AJ Lee yes she's not champion oh, anymore okay. you have Sorry. not been watching wrestling no I watch it every Monday Okay. alright well <clears throat> on my DVR my man so yeah got the FedEx and was told he was fired. Now, here's the thing. It was Blackout Monday that day because 15 other superstars got fired as well. Mm-hmm. Well, got terminated. Right. But uh, 
with him, he... Okay, my thing is, he got terminated, but he can't get mad for getting fired. I mean, he can get mad because they did it on his wedding day, but he can't get too mad for getting fired. Why? I'll tell you why. Because if I was working for you and I told you how I felt about you and I split, do I deserve any money after that? Yeah, uh, I mean WWE is a mega. Like they. But if they, I let if I left your company, why why would you pay me? me? What you thought about me and yeah. the world? Well, not so much yeah. of the world. It's just I just split. I just didn't come back to work. Why? Why should you give me a paycheck after that? Right. Agreed. So I just feel like personally, breach of contract and a breach of contract states. You just won't get any more money when you when you don't when you decide not to come back. Yeah. Stone Cold did it; didn't get any money. Cost the company a lot of money, and you know, vice versa. They basically had to rush a whole year long um, storyline with him. Now, granted, you know, there's issues with Triple H, whom I don't really care too much for, um, just based off what he said. And it sounds like some of the things he would say and do. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm sad to see him go. However, in the headlines, I'm trying to go back to this. He is now a UFC fighter. This is crazy to me. So, all right. That's right, folks. Former, as I said before, WWE superstar has announced that last week he will be becoming an eminent uh, UFC fighter. However, that announcement did not come with some backlash. A uh, nine, ten-year pro, Nate Diaz, MMA fighter, went on, uh, was interviewed by MMAJunkie.com, and the fighter had to go on to say, say this quote: "I don't dig it," said uh, Diaz. Said flatly, he goes out. He's he, he's got no fights. Knows he, excuse me, I know he's a big draw. I looked him up. Everyone's going to go, everyone's going to go buy tickets, but it'll be great for the venue. But in the same time, it downgrades all the fighters. I, now, I agree. I agree too, because it's like, all right, you're an actor. That's like saying tomorrow you're going to go play for the uh, Wizards. I'm saying the Wizards because we're actually doing good this year. <laughs> That's like saying you're going to play for the Wizards. That's like, okay, all right, hey, um, Hey, Wall, just come off. I got this. Like, what sense does that make? You didn't pay your dues. You know, you weren't drafted. You just walk on. I wouldn't go with that analogy. I would. I mean, that's like me saying I can just freaking take a football in my hand and run, you know, 100 yards on people. I think the biggest, and and I heard a couple of the MMA fighters talking about it and reading some of the blogs. It's crazy that he's no Brock Lesnar. He's not just going to jump in there and mm-hmm. demolish dudes. And, yeah, he has a big uh, martial arts and karate background. But um, no fights. But a lot of that stuff isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to mean much mm-hmm. in that octagon circle, in that cage, with them dudes who just who will kill eat, him. sleep, you know, and breathe that stuff every day and get kicked in the face and I think his first match whoever they line him up with is going to get demolished. I mean they might set him up with somebody who is young. Well not so much young but a uh, how did they say in in the fight world a couch sitter meaning like he just all he does 
it's just one fight they, once they, in a while. They can't do that for the publicity purposes. They can. They, they will. They, they for him they, to win his first match. It's all about money, bro. Yeah, it's all, it's about, all about money. The, it's but, all about money. But there's other people going to be paying money to see him get his butt whooped. Oh yeah, there, I mean, there's no question in my mind that, and he's even said it too. You're probably going to buy tickets to see me win, or you're probably going to buy tickets to see me get my face smashed in, which may likely happen. And I'm not wishing that upon him, but. Um, Nate went on to say, the guy asked him, well, what about, what about Brock Lesnar? As you said, what about Brock Lesnar? You know, well, he came from the WWE too. What's your opinion on that? Well, it's different because Brock Lesnar has credentials because Brock Lesnar is a two-time NCAA champion, regional champion, state champion. I mean, Olympian, just incredible. You and know. the thing about Brock Lesnar is he can turn it on and off. Yeah. He, he can be entertaining. And I, I, I've actually grown a, a huge respect for Brock Lesnar by, I mean, he, he's he's earned his spot as far as, you know, when he wants to perform in the WWE, mm-hmm. when his contract, when he wants to appear. And then when he, got, when he does do UFC appearances, he goes in there and demolishes dudes. And it's like performance and then it's like real. And but, he can turn that on and off. But and I know people are like, why are they talking about wrestling? It's our life. Okay? It's our life. All I'm right. sorry. We could be here all day. Yeah, we could. But here's my thing, and I'll end the conversation on that. But um, my thing is is that Brock Lesnar is, has the title, but he has the title and he hasn't defended it in like four, three or four months. I, that, that, that is a very frustrating point. point. For me, as a, as a fan. Yeah, I'm about to say, as, as a, fan, a fan, you should be out there every night. I remember back in the early, early 2000s. 2000s and, you know, the nine, the 90s, the, the, the champ was on every night. Yeah. And the, the, the title was up almost every week. Mm-hmm. And they had to defend themselves. And that goes for all the titles. Yeah. Like, now we got to watch pay-per-views and exactly. to, get a, to, to get a title match. Yeah. And then the only time they do title matches on Monday nights or Friday nights are if it's prior to a pay-per-view. So that's very frustrating. Yeah. Well, that was the headlines. Mega headlines. (laughs) We could be there all day. We could. We could. But I don't want to deter my listeners. Uh, Some of them are wrestling fans. Some of them are not. However, um, again, we're here in the studio. Million smiles. Miles. Studio. It's a tribute to my grandmother. I she smiled was, when I walked in. I got the vibe. You did. You did. So, um, what do you guys? What What is your take on this uh, protesting for Ferguson? Ugh. Peaceful, for, pr- peaceful protesting. Because this protesting went over um, ninety five. Mm-hmm. Um, they stood across ninety five. Okay, yeah. I say that one more time. 95 on a highway. Not only did they do that there, uh, my girlfriend said traffic was at a standstill. Um, yes, I'm talking about my girlfriend again. Hashtag love you, babe. Um, Gross. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right. I will knock that Powerade you got in your hand. Hot shot. This no. guy. Oh, uh, no. Um, no, because she said it was like traffic was at a standstill. People were standing, you know, peaceful protesting. I don't really think it's peaceful standing in the middle of a. Highway, busy highway. So, what is your what is your take on that? <sighs> uh, hmm, that's a good question. I mean, there's a point of making a statement 
mm-hmm. and then there's this peop- there's people out here who just want to stir up some stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the issues out that happened in Ferguson and in New York um, with um, the un- Eric Gardner and the injustices going on with police around the country and these young young men mm-hmm. or even young women out here of color or any race of that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it Something needs to be done. Um, I think these protests, I'm glad that everyone around the country are coming together to make statements. I think it's, it's long overdue. Um, but the government and the law enforcement around the country need to be change their formats, change their policies, because it is a new day, it is a new time. Um, You know, our forefathers laid down these constitutional laws for us back in the day that were appropriate for that time, but when we look back, when we actually look into the law books, if people start there, if you actually look at these laws, um, they're ancient, They're, they're not for this time. Mm-hmm. Things have changed, um, and that was one of the things when I looked. Actually, when they came out with the verdict with the, um, forgive me, I'm not getting the terminology right, but not guilty. The the not guilty verdict. He wasn't or, indicted. Yeah, the indictments and why he wasn't indicted because of the, um, what was it, um, St. Louis or Ferguson? The Ferguson law stated that you know if a man walks away. You know, then um, you have the right to shoot him in the back. It, like that—that that was a law back in, you know, whenever, whenever. But it has been updated since. And but that was the law that was given to the jury, mm-hmm. and that's an injustice in itself. And those people knew what they were doing. I mean, here's my here's my take on the whole thing. Um, I really feel like both men could at least gotten trials because they didn't even stand trial mm-hmm. um at least get i'm losing my train of thought uh as you drink your powerade this show is brought to you by a powerade powerade and google and google and coca-cola and uh yeah no tic tacs no but uh i really feel like he should have at least been charged for manslaughter both of them at least I that think, i think there should have been a trial period mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that's I think that's where a lot of these a lot of the protesters period are that's what they're fighting for is we didn't get a trial mm-hmm. and a trial should have happened and instead of a lot of this the the government or these local states and courts handling it on that's the why I can't stand politics I mean mm-hmm. I know it's my God given right to vote however comma Grandma I love you. It was it was hard for me to vote the second time around because I just feel like no matter what I do, my voice will never be heard. But I'm not here to talk about politics because I can't stand them. Hence the reason why I host a radio show. Um, but that is your voice. That's my voice. That's, the radio is your tool. The radio is my tool. However, it is not used for political reasons, nor would it ever be. And we'll leave it there. And we will leave it there. And we will move on with this interview. Because, well, not interview, because I haven't really officially started the interview. But, um, <laughs> again, guys, I am so happy. We're going to actually start this interview right now. In the sit-down with Chaz Pando. 
I was hoping you were gonna say it right. Okay, good. I said it. I said it right. You looked at me when you got it. I had to (laughs) because you know. So Chaz, you and I actually go back to Forest Park High School. Forest Park, FP Woodbridge. Yeah. Or Hoodbridge? No, it's not Hoodbridge. Oh, it's Hoodbridge. Is it? It's Hoodbridge. When you guys get the opportunity, get the heck out of here, okay? Yeah. Well, we live on the upskirts side. Oh yeah, upskirts for for upskirt, you know for for now. I have to say, Woodbridge is coming up from what it used to be. You act like it was bad. It wasn't that bad. There so is it's like bad now. No, it's horrible now. Okay. It's horrible now. I mean, I don't talk bad about my city. I do. Oh, <laughs> I mean that's that's my <laughs> that's 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 my thing. I talk bad about everything. Woodbridge will always be home to me. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying it will never be home to me. Hopefully, another end of the year be different home. <laughs> Duluth. I'm just saying. But um, no. Um, I mean, it is what it is. But enough about the city mm-hmm. that made you. Right. Let's talk about what made you. Who is Chaz Pando? You were born and raised here, mm-hmm. and I'm pounding on the table. I'm trying to make a statement. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, tell us about, like, what it was like growing up. Um, I was born in Fairfax, Virginia, Fairfax okay. Hospital. Um, my hospital. family, my entire family, actually, we all live in, here in Woodbridge. And we all live within a five-mile radius of each other. Jeez. From all the way down in poor thing. Fredericksburg, almost <laughs> Richmond, all the way up Route 195, going all the way up to Maryland. Um, and that's I'm, I'm when I say five mile radius, I'm serious. Like uh, there's a family member at a five mile radius apart from each other, up and down Route One Ninety Five. I, 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 I couldn't do that. Like I love my family, and I love I love everybody. Like I love my I love my mom. I love my mother. All my heart. No, I'm joking. I love my mom. I love everybody. My dad currently right now lives in Maryland. He and his fiance. We're gonna be getting married like a month after you guys. Um, they live in Maryland, so basically it's fine because, you know, my dad's cool. I love him to death. Mm -hmm. My mother, on the other hand, she lives five minutes away from me, literally. Like, come out of Southbridge, go down the street. She is down there. There's nothing wrong with that, though. Oh, it's nothing. Unless they, unless Unless they always come to your house. (laughs) My gosh, I love my mom to death, man. Like, there are days where I'm thinking to myself, I'm like... I have to move because then she just can't randomly show up. She has to call because there has to be a plane. Well, that's or love. Call. That's love. And that's I'm saying love. that because my mom would be popping up sometimes. Your mom used to Shout be out on mama. your tail. Shout out to my mama. But um, no, yeah. my dad lives in North Carolina. Okay. And um, yeah, it's about you, not about me. All right, my dad. <laughs> my dad lives in North Carolina, okay. and then his people um, on his side of the family are up in uh, the Bronx. Shout out to the BX up in New York, um, Manhattan, and then I have other family in Jersey and mm-hmm. in Florida. So his side is very spread out. But my mom, we're all here in the DMV, and I've loved that. Um, but then, like, whenever I want to get away and see other relatives, you know, I can always go up to New York or Jersey. Pick your place. And pick and spread out. Pick your spot, I guess. Yeah. Um, but... I, I get what you're saying about your family being like right here, but I mean I guess that I'm just comfortable, and that's what that's what I've always known. Mm. So, mm. okay, so all right, 
when did you know that like you had something like you um the actor bug not so much the actor bug how did you know that like i need to stand out because you 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 do have a sister right yes i have a couple of sisters you have a couple of sisters you have one sister that looks exactly like you which is really scary no I'm yes um but like yeah just stand out like when did you say like man i might want to do this when i'm little or something well i had always been the little entertainer of my family okay. um That's since prevalent. i was since i was yeah probably five um every event that we had christmas thanksgiving whatever i'd always want to there's a little uh halftime performance Michael Jackson or Lil Urkel or whatever, you know, I, I, I was always an imitator. Um, so in high school, when we met, mm-hmm. um, I had not made the baseball team. I, I tried out because I, I was playing baseball for a long time and I didn't make the team and I stumbled into the auditorium and the drama club was in there and I actually was hanging around and I I made some friends just by hanging around those people. Mm-hmm. And I started out backstage by helping out with the crew and doing those types of things. Mm-hmm. Then, I guess, over time, I had memorized the actors' lines. Wow. Just by hearing them rehearse. And I was like, I could do that better than them. And they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then, over time, I, got, I went from backstage to on stage. And then, over time... I felt the directors didn't know what they were doing. So I said, I could do that. And I started co-directing and student directing. Um, And then I ended up joining the improv team and choir. And um, I was really enjoying the entertainment of things and the structure of how everything went. And I wanted, I've always been that person that wanted to know how everything worked from every key point. And so, you know, from designing a set to putting up lights and um, organizing people and you know all types of aspects of putting up productions and Mm -hmm. doing concerts and talent shows we we worked together on doing a talent show back in the day Um, so I've I've just always been intrigued by that and I ended up going to school for that so yeah um, because um, little known fact about Chaz is he actually had his hand in everything like literally if there was a camera he would be like hey can i can, can i see can i see that camera real quick yeah he'd sit there analyze it um i remember uh what the talent show he's re- referring to was actually a men's uh i can't call it beauty pageant it kind of sounds like uh, no, it's like miss america it's like miss america but it was called it was for men, men. but at high school yeah at a high school but we weren't dressing like women but Okay. Any which way. So um, I came Mr. in. Mr. FPHS. I no. I I came in third. But um, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, I I came in third out of the 15 kids after the out of 15 guys that were on the stage. I'm just that saying. That is an accomplishment. Um, who beat me? No, the guy before me. Wow, what was his name? He was on our and, improv team. And he was on our improv Kyle team. Fisher? Kyle came in second. Kyle Fisher. Kyle Fisher came. In, I love Kyle. Uh, he's in California now. Is yeah, he is. I tried to grab him before he left, but that didn't happen because I was in the process of trying to start this show, and he was in the process of trying to get to Cali. So shout out to him because we're definitely going to have to try to work something out. But, um, yeah, so there's 
that was the time I had like damaged the ligaments in my right knee because I was actually going to do like a I was going to do Bobby Brown my prerogative and uh, you and I were watching Ray and there was that one scene where he made up the song on stage Mm -hmm. and uh, I was like dude we should do that and you and I stayed after school Monday through Friday Mm -hmm. putting it together um, and it it was off the hook. It and was we, we, that we got everybody on their feet. Yeah, and we were um, in a newspaper. Well, yeah. were you? In, yeah, you were in the newspaper. The I saxophone. was in the newspaper. Yeah, and but you got the front page. I don't like to coming in third place. Got you on the front page. Yeah, I know. Hey, but you know what? Nobody would have never known that, as you just said that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Um, you just had your hand in everything. I can remember just going to, after I graduated, this dude hit me up. He was like, dude, what are you doing today? Um, I'm like, nothing. Um, shoot, I'm doing a show for uh, Forest Park. I'm like, okay. I get there, and he's the cameraman. He's the light man. I'm like, Chaz, I'm watching you do a camera and a light. Yeah. That's it. But... As time went on, like you got more involved in it, so like, and I earned my respect. Yeah, you did. You really, you really cut your teeth. So you went on to let's see, what school you went to? Ferrum College. Ferrum College. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was that experience like? Because like, there are a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There are a lot of performance schools out there. Mm-hmm. And you chose Ferrum. Why? To be honest, um, it was because your grades. <laughs> no, okay. I actually wasn't even student. I was just asking. No, I I really wasn't even thinking about college until it was that time. It was like the last minute. Um, it was my senior year. Um, I had seen a lot of my friends being accepted to Virginia Tech, JMU, VCU, mm-hmm. um, all these schools, and they were like really like excited. And I was like, oh. Like, I was really in high school. I was really happy with high school. Those are some of the best years of my life. And I wasn't thinking past that because those were a lot of, that was where I met a lot of my friends. And I was really happy. And then I realized, oh, high school's over. What You're am I going to do? What am I going to do next? It, mm-hmm. it was really my own. I was in my own Glee world. I was like, oh, no. God. Shout out to Glee. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but um, and then my drama teacher, um, she had connections with. Um, Ferrum College. Okay, and she told me about the you school. You want to tell the people who your drama teacher is? Oh, uh, uh, Miss Spitzer, Lori Spitzer. Shout she's out. still there. She's still there. Yep, dude, man, you just made she, her famous, bro. She's famous. <laughs> you just um, made her famous. She's still there. Shout out to her. She's always been uh, very supportive, and uh, she uh, she mentioned the school to me, and I applied and got in. And it was real. I had Did I you applied for it. You didn't have to audition. It, it, it's not a performing arts school. They have performing arts there. It's a it's a liberal arts private school. So, um, and it was a pretty penny or a cute quarter, or as my dad likes to say, I don't know if we can cuss on the show, so I'm not even gonna try it. But uh, <laughs> as long as you just don't do an MF or a, I'll just I'll or be a, or a, a, I don't want to blast my S. dad like that. But my so I said pr- pretty penny, cute quarter. My dad says effed up dollar. So uh, yeah, there we go. See, right. there, all right, I. Thank you okay. for saying the yeah, F- yeah. But he says part. it, so that's my dad. But yes. anyway, um, so I had applied to a couple schools, but Ferrum was very um, persistent on getting me there, and very everyone was very nice, and um, 
I had actually thought about going to film school because I was in the TV. Yeah, department. I remember you were telling me. And yeah. TV was and, fi- and film were very important to me because uh-huh. I was actually interested in going into communications and uh, media. Um, but theater had always been like a a big thing for me because it was very it was very fast paced. You had a lot to do. You had a lot to get through. And I've, I'm always that type of guy to do a million things. So. They had a theater department. It was it's a very it was a very modest at the time. It has expanded from what it is today, but um, I I felt comfortable going there. Um, so yeah, um, that's about it. You know, it's crazy because it's like you kind of took that school and you know um, from what I've seen and what I heard from some people too that go there. Um, went there you kind of just made the that program your own um you um because i was reading over your bio you definitely built your own improv yeah i started the improv improv. tell us a little bit about that like how that came about well um again it's just like you said uh that's what i did like about farum um it was a place where it was a small private school as I said, far, um, far away from And you had the opportunity to start your own clubs mm-hmm. and organizations yeah, and, yeah. and meet your own and people. And I'm a type of person, I can't sit still. And so I was involved in all the clubs and organizations in high school, and I saw the opportunity. I got involved in student leadership, mm-hmm. and I became freshman class president, and I was mm. I was in the theater department, and I was just meeting all these people who want to do a million things, and okay. I get bored so easily. So I was just like, you know, let's start an improv club, do a little bit of Who's Line, and then also get a little bit of the Wild and Out um, style and mix mm-hmm. it together. And I started that club, and um, I I had roommates, I had people on my floor in my dorm who were on the cross country team, and I ended up joining the cross country team. I ran for three years. And I was just like, I was just doing a million things. And it it's that it was that excitement of being away from home. And I was just on my own trying to just create a dream and trying to create an opportunity. So, okay. Um, now, returning home from college is always hard because you're always looking for the job that you spent the effed up dollar on. Yeah. But you can never find it. So, right. but you were able to, you know, kind of delve into other things. You actually directed, produced credits, including working over 15 local community professional theater troops organizations throughout the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Yeah. So you basically were like, you know what, I'm going to do what God has put me on this earth to do which is which is hard because you know getting into something that you're passionate about you know and versus like oh my gosh i'm doing this thing again tomorrow oh um but um yeah man like what how how did that happen like returning home must have been like getting out of the army getting out of the military like oh my gosh i'm a civilian now (laughs) Yeah, I, as, when I got back home, uh, um, that was one of the, actually one of the biggest fears that I went through. Being being an artist okay. is is a, is a big deal when you have to go back out into the real world yeah, after yeah. studying it for so long because you're in your art, you're in your 
you're surrounded by other artists and you're creating and you're doing things that you love to do. And then when you have to go back to the real world where everyone is competing and they're taking the best of the best and it's all about who you know, networking. It's more so about who you know. And I'm not I'm not discrediting people who go out there and get degrees, but it's very hard because I have a friend who has a bachelor's and just now found a job. You know what I mean? It's like not the hours he wants. It's not the job that he really wants. However, he's got a family to feed. You know, it's right. It's hard because it's like, dang, I just spent all this effed up dollars. <laughs> Let me stop <laughs> before I lose listeners. I just used up all this hashtag dollars um, right. on the school, and I'm not even into my profession. Like, yeah, and that was something that that was a debate that I had with my mom mm-hmm. going into my major because mm-hmm. um, I majored. Her concern was like, how are you going to make money? Right. She was like, and and my mom w- was a singer. And, mm-hmm. and uh, is a singer, and she wanted to pursue that professionally. But when she had me, and you know, she started had, taking care of responsibilities. She got a job, and um, I just. But she never told me to, you know, forget my dream, but to be on a realistic side, like most parents are. Just to you can do what you want on your on your time, but you need to pay the bills. And I've always had that understanding. Um, so coming back from school. You know, I was working a few jobs while I was still doing my my hobbies and my and my art on the side. And so I was doing that and getting involved with everyone and anything I could get involved with my hands on from all different aspects, acting, directing, producing, writing, doing TV credits, everything. So so we're about to because that's what I'm about to go into next because you have quite a list of accomplish- accomplishments. Okay, so you're best known for direct, right, directing, producing Amazing Grace twice for the Creative Performance Arts Center of CAPAC. K-PAC. Gosh, go ahead, Tony. All right, K-PAC. <laughs> and directing, that was pretty good. Like, I did that right off the fly. I'm you sorry. I, I like to give myself kudos on that. Kudos. But, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, directing, producing, bang, bang, you're dead for Fuck Your uh, Community, Fuck Your Community, community Theater. That did not sound right. Uh, <laughs> Ports, there's a Fuck Your County here, guys. Just kind of listen closely when I say that. Uh, Port City Playhouse in 2013 at the NVTA um, One Act Festival, winning Best Actor, Best Supporting Actress, and uh, Best Overall Production. Actor, excuse me. And, um, yeah, so let's get into your latest project, okay? The Wiz. You know, you actually had taken a picture with a lady that actually goes to my church. She goes to Grace. She's part of the, the Praise and Worship team, I believe. Dark, really? dark skinned lady. Angela Saunders. She had like big hair. She got <laughs> That could be anyone. I mean <laughs> That was a great description. I mean it I was just wish you guys in Radio Land could see that. It was dark she was dark skinned. I mean you took a picture with her and I know I see her every Sunday. She goes to she goes to Grace. Actually I saw y'all two at Grace. I actually did, and I said hi to you and you walked past me. There's no way. Yeah, it, there's a pot door. Oh, dude, it's it's everywhere. You wouldn't have let me walk past you. Dude, I was screaming your name. I was like, yo, Chad. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Did you say Pondo or Pando? I that's probably why I This guy, it. you really want to go back on this? <laughs> okay, first off, whenever I call your name, I never say your last name. Pando. Right. 
Okay. Okay. Well, we'll get back to that. But uh, no, that I took pictures with a hundred people. I don't know who. Okay. Well, all about. right. Either which way. Either let's which just. Way. Okay. Any which right, way. You're getting flustered over here. Uh, you're getting flustered. <laughs> I'm flustered. My gosh, my blood pressure's up. Um, I'm feeling a little salty. All right. So. Um, all right, the I Wiz. We we're talking about somebody else. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll show you when we get out there. Okay. The Wiz performing at the Hilton Performance Arts Center for the Creative Performing Arts Center. K packed. Ah. I don't know, the on it. I don't know why it sounds. Cut. All right. Uh, This is your first time directing, producing a full stage musical with cast and crew of 60 people with four live, excuse me, a live four man band. And one real dog. Okay. That was a monster for me. Yeah. Um, It it was a five month process. We started in January. Of what year? Of 2013. 2014. 2014. Oh, yeah. It was just, it was this year. Um, we started in January, um, and we cl- closed in May. Um, yeah, 60 plus cast members. Um, well, actually, total was 50. I kept it with 50. And then those extra 10 you people. Stay six stays with 60. Well, no, the other 10 were cast and crew, me- or crew okay, members but and production that's what members. I got on my homework. <laughs> So now you're well, just making me look bad. No, I'm not making a, you look bad because radio host. Because that put, I was the overseer of sixty plus people, regardless of the fact, and one real dog. Okay, one I just want to add that in. We had a real Toto. Okay, all right. Fact of the matter is, with the handler. Okay, that's well, big. Tell deal. me about the Wiz. What was it like? Ow! Oof. It was the Wiz was a great experience. We had cast members from all over the DMV um, who had professional training from Duke Ellington University, um, other music schools I can't even think of. We um, Our cast ranged from five years old, from the youngest, going all the way up to 55 years old. Um, we, everyone could sing. And if they couldn't, um, they were great dancers. So we, I, I looked for the best of the best. We had over... Uh, 150 people come out and audition and only 50 of those people got chosen and and it was very hard and I, I would say probably about 10 of them were people who just like shouldn't be in on stage but yeah. but it was it was it was a it was a it was a beast they call musical beast in the arts world um, because it's so many elements um, artistic disagreements and agreements that you can imagine working with choreographers and designers, um, other producers and mm-hmm. management heads. So there's a lot of bumping heads, but other, at the end result was amazing. And I couldn't thank my cast and crew for the beautiful work that we've done. And mm-hmm. I actually, when you talked about taking a picture with somebody, I thought you were going to bring it up. Um, I had the opportunity of meeting the wonderful, the amazing legendary Miss Stephanie Mills who yes, was, the I, was, just, I, was I didn't know her name but that's not the woman <laughs> I was going to say she doesn't go to to Grace, Grace. No, but um doesn't. no but she we had invite I had invited her um to come out to the show back in May and I never heard anything back I had reached out to her, all of her her website and her Facebook and her all of her social media just trying to get in contact inviting her out to the show a few months later she her she had reached out to me and her people and uh, just hearing about our show 
and wanting to get word. So it was just it was wonderful meeting her, and she came out and saw the cast. It was, it was so. surreal. But you know, congratulations to you, man, because you know this has been it all came full circle. Right. If you think about it, it really did. Um, as we uh, approach the ending of our show. I know it just seems like you just got on, but I know, you didn't. Man, we just started talking. I know we we have fun. I love you, and you love me. All right, I'll be back though. You'll be back. Round two. Yes, there's always round two. There's you know what? Matter of fact, I should bring you and Nikki back on here. Oh, we'll be here all night. We'll but it's will. okay because I'm ready. We'll actually have a two part show for that one. Okay. I'm gonna have to call her and see what she's up to. Speaking of calling her, oh gosh, man, so I'm so mad right now. So, I'll talk about it at the show. But, no, not with her, but just a cell phone situation. Mm-hmm. I'm just airing my feelings about my cell phone right now. But, anyways. Android. Hashtag. Yeah, Android. All the way. I'm actually getting a no 4. Okay. This, is, this is actually going to help me out with my show. Right. So, anyway. so let, Google, Google is amazing. is a place to be. And that's why this show is brought to you by... In the world of Coca-Cola. I actually went to the Coca-Cola factory with my girlfriend. Hashtag Tina. Hashtag my baby. You're, you're from Georgia? No, I no, went. She said you went? You guys went? Fact, no, to the Coca-Cola. No, I you went to Coca-Cola. This before I met Chaz. Oh, you went there? It was awesome, right? It was awesome. Awesome and cheap. I love uh, it. I love Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Hashtag love you, babe. Georgia. I really miss her. I really do. I love her. I'm sorry. We'll double date. We shall. No, for real. I'll, yeah, I'll, we shall. Yeah, dude. We'll go down to Georgia and double date. Okay. But you guys can't. Or stay she can where come we're up at. to the DMV. What'd but you, you guys can't come. We're, we're, you can't stay where we're at. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> you act like we can't get in a hotel. Or something. I mean, I'm just saying. I got people in Georgia. I got people. Shout out family in Georgia. I don't, I don't have. Look, any family I said in immediate family was in that five mile radius from Richmond to Maryland. I got keep going down Route One, baby. I got more family down there. You, sound, you sound like the American <laughs> Dream, Dusty Rhodes. No, but um, all right, so. You you got to you got to help me out here because I'm like kind of stoked about this. You can also be seen on HBO's award-winning series Veep. Okay, you're going to have to elaborate a little bit on that. NBC's Park and Recreation and my favorite show, me and Joshua here on the show. House of Cards? Yeah. Bro, I saw the whole season, never saw you one bit. Okay? <laughs> No man, I I did. I'm an extra. You're an um, extra. I'm 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 in the background. You know, you have to pay your dues when you're working up for your equity membership in this world. Of now you're gonna make me. Film. Now you're gonna make you watch all the season. No, I'm I'm in season one of House and Cards, and I'm in. Oh, it's on my resume. What episode? It's an episode where um, Kevin Spacey is meeting. He had. Season one again. Back it up. I don't want to give it away. Yeah. Um, you can give it away, dude. Right. Season two comes out in uh, no three. Negative. Season three. Season three. Get it That's right. right. I I'm am so a hardcore fan. Dude, myself. I'm a hardcore hardcore fan too, no, man. And I, and I actually had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Spacey twice. And what? He, he, what did he, he say remember, to you? He remembered me the second time. Okay. What did he say to you? I know the first time I met him, it was on set, and okay. it was freezing cold and. Now, did you film this in D.C., or is this not in D.C.? Be, be lo- honest, because... No, a lot of the filming actually takes place in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Get out of here. Um, we actually filmed in upstate Maryland, almost in Delaware. And so, when the, on these, you know, legit secret locations. So, I've, 
like I paid a couple tolls. Mr. Hollywood secret location. Yeah, they have secret. But the second time, okay, well, let me get back. The first time I met him, okay, um, we were on a break, and he was sitting in his chair. And they always tell you not to talk to the the celebrities. You're just supposed to give them their space or whatever. Um, and a few people were walking by, and I saw them saying hi to them, him. And so I walked up. I was like, oh, I'm going to say something, too. Hey. Yeah. I said, how you doing, Mr. Spacey? And he says, good. How are you? And then he stuck out his hand, and I shook his hand. I was like, wow. That was, I just felt like biggest man. I was like, yes. He shook my hand. Gosh. And he feels so giddy. but it, And it's weird. I don't get starstruck, but I respect the world out of Kevin Spacey. And yeah, you have he's to. Very, he's very – I don't think he's underrated, but he's not rated enough in the industry of film. But he has had a spectacular couple years – Especially with getting this role for this show. The second time I met him, I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Well, I I say that because, in my personal opinion, Kevin Spacey is the white Denzel Washington. Oh, that's great. I mean, I have to say that. This man's man's performance is impeccable. Impeccable. I mean... And I didn't even get into that. I mean, I'm just saying, like, his performance overall... Now, I'm not going to lie to you, Mr. Kevin Spacey. You don't sound like a dude from Carolina. He sounds like he's from Mississippi or Alabama. But it's the accent. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's strong, strong, but it doesn't sound Carolinan. It doesn't because my dad lived down there. Yeah. So, like, he sounds I mean, if he was to say, you know, well, actually, I was born in Mississippi or Alabama. Like, it would make more sense. It would make more sense. I, hey, look, I got a little actor's bug in me, too, but, you know, it's, it's not about me. Just because my title's on the show, it's not about me. No, but, um, no, tell me about what it was like the second time you met him. Well, okay, let me jump back again First because time. why I was so giddy. Okay. Um, watching him perform was a treat in itself because the second they said action, he jumped into his character. And the second they said cut, he turned into this, like, really sociable guy, you know, just shooting the, the crap with everybody. Like, hey, how's it going? Making jokes. You hit me. That hurt. Sorry. Okay. He, um, and he was just, like, really playful and jokeful and friendly to everybody. But the second the director said action, he was focused. He was in character, accent and all. And it was it was like a piercing silence. And everybody was in awe. And it, it was just it was amazing because he's actually a writer and producer for that show. Um, really, just to see, it. yeah, he he's on it. He's he was calling shots. He was setting up the cameras and everything. So, um, but anyway, the second time I met him, um, we were on and again. He, by this time, we were on season filming season three, and you're in season three, Jordan. and so I'm in season three now. What? And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hit you. I'm sorry. <laughs> this just, is unbelievable. He just hit my fiance, and I almost punched him. I had a reflex. <laughs> Um, but this she, is unbelievable. But um, we were at a because he's president now in season three. I I know this, but you can't tellin- say that for my friends or my listeners, my fans that have not seen the season. You okay, I apologize. Away. No, he he's no he's president of a club. You know, yeah. he can be a president of a club. But anyway, um, and I have no time in my mind <laughs> to really want to go back and edit that. Okay, uh, go ahead. Just continue. I'm just I'm messing with you. I'm sorry. I've taken over this show, but it's the Tony Johnson show. But I'm interviewing you, and you're telling us about your experience oh, okay. the second time. Well, okay. You said he knew your name the second time. No, he knew who I was. But you know what that means, though. He's keeping an eye on you. Okay. Well, he uh, we were at a secret location filming okay. an episode, and we were um, and he was I was I had just come from wardrobe, 
and we were crossing paths and he had just finished his scene so we were crossing paths in the doorway so it was like a t- tight doorway where you know when you see people coming from both places like, all right you let them go you first. have to, you have to say hello yeah and we i was obviously letting him walk by in first because he was being escorted and we had eye contact and it it's that moment where time freezes and everything is in slow motion and you you like you lock eyes with somebody and it's either say something or nothing and I What's said, the theme song for that? Like it was like eyes No, what from no, what I, show? From what show? <sighs> what would you What would you theme song that that part of that show? I, I can't. I would. I have to. Look. I can't. I really can't. It was. It was an epic moment. It like epic Tom Cruise type movie, epic slow motion moment. Um, and he was coming through the doorway, and he looked at me. He, he's he he I could tell he was like coming out of his moment whatever he just filmed and it was intense and but he looked at me because he was all he's very polite to everybody around him and he's like how are you doing and I and I said how are you sir and he's like oh hey and he's like he like gave me that nod like hey I remember you and that was enough in itself for me so that doesn't sound like a lot no but I mean so fast it's very refreshing it was, it was great is very refreshing and you know kudos to you again um i will say that i'm very proud of you because who would have thought you know almost 10 years now because no is it 10 years 2005 is when i met you or 06 end of 05 end of 05 leading into 06 almost 10 years now i met you we started on the stage of improv Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing radio, and you are doing acting. Our dreams. Our dreams. Well, actually, our dreams are to become the WWE Tag Team Champions. Actually, yeah, actually. I mean. And I'm still getting in shape for that, like we've been talking if about. If your wife says that's okay. Because, you know, now I know that they call shots. Women call shots. I don't care what. But we're the hot shots. We're the hot shots. But women are literally. Our ladies are literally. We're the hot, the hot shots, shots with the wives calling the shots. Ooh. Yeah, there we go. I ate. Yeah, it, that's the way it goes. But guys, um, I like to thank Chaz for coming on the show. Thank you. Uh, with his lovely fiance. Thank you. And um, you guys, uh, be sure to check him out. You got any information? Did you want to share? Like um, web page, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, it, just Instagram. hit me up on my Facebook. Chaz Pando. Uh, That's P-A-N-D-O. P-A-N-D-O. I always say, people call me Pando Bear. Like, it's a panda, but you put the O instead of the A. Pando Bear. Um, Sorry, I get called a penguin. My girlfriend does it. Penguin? It's her thing. You know, now that I see it, you are like Lord. a Lord. You're like a black penguin. Well, penguins are black. <laughs> You're making me mad. Anyways, guys, thank you, Chena, because now you got someone else calling me a freaking panda. Thank you. Not panda, a a freaking penguin. Um, All right. (laughs) They both hit me now. So, uh, (laughs) all right, guys. Well, you know, love life. Don't let life love itself. And always keep in mind, I'm not super. And me and Dominique, even though she's not here, we're not regular. We're mega. We're the mega powers. So, check you guys out next week. Dose. Deuces. Bye. Thank you.